0: Gotta, I'm getting into the battle zone here. Ooh. going to flip yeah. it again mm. here. That's just some hot sizzling. Mm.
1: They really do look like they're in a jacuzzi. kind of feels the same for me as what a jacuzzi would. Chicky
0: know, jacuzzi. On. So this is our first mobile podcast. Uh, Why don't you hit us with the intro, let people know what's going on
2: we are two guys one blunt this is episode 11 for the very first time we are mobile live from gator's palace aka the gold bagel hq with the fry master himself el bagelero numero uno it's gold bagel's rock and roll palace number two the first (laughs)
1: beautiful the first rock and roll palace was seized (laughs) the legendary indomitable
2: at gold bagel Please all go with follow with No him. thumbs. Yeah.
1: You can follow me on Instagram at Gold G O L D B A G E L. Gold Bagel. No space. If you are
2: in Southern California and you need bomb ass bagels, this man will get them to you.
1: hmm Make sure you send an email or text if you make an order without
2: first. All all details in bio? Me.
1: Yeah, all the other details are in the bio. Beautiful. I think that's something you can't say legally. Because every time I try to make a uh, the Bagel promoted. Mafia is onto you? Well, no, Instagram. Every time I try to make oh, a sponsored post mafia. and it leads to the bio, they say something weird and I can't quite figure it out. But Whoa. I think like, you can't mention the bio. I think the bio is a trademarked Instagram. Oh, I see. Could May not be. We'll see. We'll see.
2: In bibliograph. Yes. Find People us in the bibliograph. Know. People will know. Thank you to everybody listening so far. Yeah. Have a listen to this. To this, to this, to this, mm. to this. It's a really minimal recipe.
1: With the tried not to add. Can you so give much away stuff,
2: the the what's in the dredge, or is it a secret family guarded secret?
1: No, <laughs> it's just uh, page, pastry flour. Just because of the flours that were around. So pastry flour, all-purpose flour, some whole wheat flour, a little semolina flour. Because I was trying that instead of cornmeal. See see how okay. that goes. So mm-hmm. it's a whole flour blend. And then some little crushed red pepper, salt, some dill seed by accident, and then mustard seed. <laughs> I thought the dill seed, accident, the dill seed was mustard seed. the mustard seed. <laughs> so there's a little dill seed in there too. Let's get it. I don't know if you'll we'll we'll taste decided. it though.
0: We'll find out if it was a dill do or a dill don't. <laughs> hey. Now, what does this have to do with weed exactly?
2: The chicken. Nothing. Does it have
0: to... And everything. Does it have to do any... Does it have to have anything to do with weed?
2: Uh, we are currently measuring the temperature of the frying oil with the thermometer. Where yeah. are we at? Oh, I
1: don't know yet. It'll take a minute. You know, this okay. this is
0: sometimes about learning... Life, life is more than weed. Sometimes it's about chickies. Chickies.
1: Chickies. So right now there's five different... Chickies in there. Ooh, There's two five, thighs, three big. thighs, a drumstick, and some wing. A wing setup. Yeah, uh, a wing,
3: wing setup with like mm. the whole little
1: pointy bit at the end. Oh, with the, the, the drumstick little, and the flat too. A little oh, yeah. extra.
0: So we'll have you know also that <clears throat> Doctor Goldbagel is also um, a cannabis insider. He is very
2: active in the industry so it does have to do with cannabis
0: so it does folks
2: we were just playing take it back take it back it always comes back to that they're
1: looking really good
0: and like cannabis dr. Goldbagel knows his chicken
1: so the the fried chicken recipe that i wanted to do would normally take like a really long time
0: oh yeah the the legendary 72 72 hour hour we so may. I
1: figured now's a good time while Do you mother- wanna
2: do you wanna walk people through
1: what that is in audio? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I could do it pretty quickly while the this batch. Alright, what's step up. one? Step one is like a brine, so you get like the raw chicken and then you put it in with something pretty watery, but a lot of sugar and salt and whatever else. And that just kind of like seeps into the chicken and uh, Does a first layer of flavor Mm -hmm. and then you would take it out of there that can go like overnight like 8 hours or something like that or it's really as long as you want but not like longer than a day and then uh, the next one would be in buttermilk or like anything like that you could use like yogurt
2: wait from a brine to a buttermilk? yeah nice soak it in yogurt?
1: you can do well buttermilk's kind of just yogurt it's like the same kind of thing that's really thin also you can use kefir just like the unflavored oh I never even
3: thought about Uh, that but yeah as
2: long as it has cultures right? Yeah,
1: yeah, you just want that tanginess because it adds like a lot of flavor and it like helps to like make the meat It affects the meat too. And then the next one is the most important. So you want to like You don't put any egg. You don't have to put any egg you could but Uh you just put it next with the flour so what I did this time is uh, take a bowl and then take a separate pan and then you put the chicken in the bowl and you layer it with like a layer of chicken a layer a little bit flour more chicken more flour and then you want to let that sit for like a day if you could i did four hours but if you give it a lot of time in like a flour bath or something it really it kind of slowly makes layers on the outside of the chicken this wow. is just a taste. it stays on you don't really need any eggs too
2: But it looks we're really, really good. starting to get to that golden brown Golden zone that you look for
1: I may take the temperature of one of them. Let's see Ooh, <laughs> What's that? Just the taste Can you hold this please?
0: Yeah All right, so Dr. Gold Bagel is getting in Ooh, He's testing the temperature
2: batch one about to be ready Almost Let's let the chicken tell us if it's ready the chicken has been pierced to determine its doneness. Almost done. Almost done, folks.
0: Almost. All right. The diagnosis is almost done.
2: <laughs> Dr. Goldbagel says it's going to be all right
3: all right all right all right, all right. all right. all right. all right.
0: All right. Coming from the secret That's garden. That's it. Okay, we're good. Hot. Hot and. Hot, hot, and, to trot. hot and cold. Hot, hot to and trot. cold. Hot to
2: trot. Hot, hot to hot and trot. and heavy. With a. Fried woo. chicken. Some fried okay, chicken.
1: guys. Yeah. We just.
0: Woo. Oh, ooh. thank you to Dr. Goldbagel for the <laughs> wonderful fried chicky. Oh my gosh.
1: Just want to say I'm not a doctor yet. Um, I have my uh, dissertation on Friday, May 13th. So, oh, it's, May, it's Friday the 13th, but it will be.
3: It's
1: exciting. Um, it's going to be in kind of yeast technology kind of where we're going with
2: yeast can you talk about that or are you under strict orders to keep no it's not confidential
1: um the one thing is it's probably not actually a functional study because it's not really possible but (laughs) i'm working on it um kind of lofty goal, but there's a good chance i won't be a doctor because it's such a bad topic but we'll well we can we can circle back to that in May. So
2: your thesis okay. is putting your certification in, in jeopardy, is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I thought it would be a good idea, but it turns out yeast is so simple that there is no reason to synthesize it or improve it in any way. I mean it's a wonderful thing, yeast. It's true. We were just talking about it in wine, but it's in the bagels for sure.
2: Yeah. Have you guys heard that they're trying to go cannabinoids from yeast? I heard about that. How do you feel about that?
1: From yeast. From yeast. So they're gonna take different.
2: Yes, that's that's the reaction that I kind of expect. genetically modified yeast. Genetically was, modified it's, it's yeast. It's genetically okay. modified
0: yeast. Is it? Yeah. This it is it one d- of those things where be. I
2: really just saw the tagline and was like, "Yeah, genet- I'll
0: Dude, pass. This forbidden <laughs> fruit smells like I, I'm uh, like pop rocks I'm or something. I'm playing. Somewhere. I'm playing with a orange, like a clementine orange right now. Play. It's tangy, like, um, like you can. F- it's Ooh. like a warhead too. You
1: get that like mm-hmm. physical reaction.
0: Forbidden fruit from Henry's. I mean blown away. The terpene preservation, they harvested this shit in October of 2018. Packaged it February 13th and I'm still happy. These are bright uplifting terpenes. We were talking about how over time terpenes do just evaporate. They, you know, curing it like a wine necessarily doesn't necessarily Increase the complexity of a flavor. I find in my experience. I think that it's like a sativa uh, Letting it grow letting it continue to grow for that extra 30 days instead of 60 days like most mm. indica hybrids uh-huh. uh, Letting it grow for another 30 days is gonna make a lot more terpenes You know, just so from
1: like 60 to 90 like the typical 60 that someone would do. I don't know that that's why I've yeah, I just yeah. asked a
0: Typical indica like flowering period is 60 days after veg phase Uh, sativa up to 90 and so naturally like you get a lot more complex terpene profiles from a sativa but as base you know as cannabis users and purchasers there's no financial incentive to do that extra 30 days and in fact you're crazy
2: if you consider
0: Mm. you know it's it's going to be more money it's literally 50 percent more cost for zero profit
2: yeah, this is definitely not a consideration when you're working indoor because people just want to get that harvest out the door, start the next one, mm-hmm. get paid.
1: And since this Henry Spectacular Forbidden Fruit is outdoor, it indicates to me that the focus could be in different places than just getting the stuff out the door. Maybe we should be focusing on
2: the best... Well, that's place. a Southern California problem, I would yeah, say. Okay. No, that's Northern a beautiful California is uh, very... Uh, yeah very pro different cannabis regionality and really respecting the heritage pro outdoor for sure um and there's just a lot more of that culture there, so people do grow these more interesting strains that might take 85 days to flower, mm-hmm. which is totally okay if it's outside because yeah. it doesn't cost you anything extra,
0: and yeah. in, in yeah. fact,
2: you have all the time in the world to develop
0: a sativa, right. which is beautiful. well. I mean, a
1: regular flowering cycle is already longer; mm-hmm. takes longer outdoors. Um, so that so that's a, a kind of goes into like. A whole different idea of what would be the value of growing indoor. Obviously, in Southern California, if the if the reason is space, that's one thing. That could also be solved by not growing weed in Southern California. Definitely a factor. Yeah, once if you think about
0: it's federally legal and we're able to transport, yeah, there's no there's no need
1: and with food like obviously some food is grown indoors but it's like lettuces and things like that some quick things sprouts and and whatever and maybe tomatoes and things like that but the idea is to just kind of it's more about volume than it is about intricacy and flavor so it does kind of bring up a question yeah how much can I get and how cheap
2: can I get it that's been the argument for the Mm -hmm. longest time it's still a prohibition mindset you know
1: yeah that's the thing we need to break out of that I feel like embrace it and just kind of stretch out like outdoor weedwood.
2: i feel like greenhouse there's a lot
0: of potential with some good money behind greenhouse in like northern california mm-hmm. environments where the temperatures are pretty stable and cool where you can just like get some supplemental lighting in a greenhouse yeah. and really it but instead of doing it on a mass i don't know i think that's the problem too is mass scale just leads to lower quality no matter what it's just really hard to care for the plant. If, you th- if
1: you think about wine and not like we were talking about it before too like the comparison is not necessarily in the end result but just kind of the i feel like i don't know how long the growing season is for grapes but it could be a similar length of time mm-hmm. but like i think it is and the amount of grapes needed to make you're obviously picking all the stems out you're taking all the skins out you're just squeezing out the juice so i feel like it's similar yield from mm-hmm. plant and there's wineries that span it all over, so we could have super top-shelf weed that's just, like, super cared for, like small handled batch. with tweezers and all this great stuff. And then yeah. there's also, like,
2: and that's table weed. That's which, what's going to be the premium product. You know, you're going to have your McDonald's and your Budweiser of weed, which will be your matri- machine-trimmed, robot, indoor garden-grown um, at minimum possible cost to get to pass testing and to pass muster with your average consumer, and then you'll have, like, your fine, you know, meet, meet your, your farm-to-table, delectable mm-hmm. cannabis experience yeah. in the form of, like, a tasting flight.
0: Let's talk about, like, what's, what would go into an eighth that you would spend an insane amount of money on? Like, $200 eighth. Mm-hmm. What would it
1: go
3: into
0: A this $200 eighth. $200 eighth. $200. Let's just start somewhere possible it's quite unreasonable which is
1: i think i have i mean i have some ideas and it's really just about if you think about a 200 hundred dollar restaurant which is something that i pay a lot of attention to but if you think about the weed itself you want to hit every aspect of where decisions are made you'd want to pick the one that's not necessarily efficiency comes into play but like it's not wastefulness but it's always spare no expense to improve the quality of everything whether that's using Dirt that costs as much as like food or dirt that costs as much as like weed. Yeah, Mm -hmm. literally carrots. Um just using the freshest stuff, like kind of like a Wagyu beef where they're like feeding a beer and massaging it. You just want that weed to be taken care of. But if they're taking care of it affects the quality, then you want to do something different. But just like wine, you want it. And then even when you're trimming, Mm -hmm. you're going to pick only the most perfect buds and kind of leave everything else. Out for another for another blend or for aging or something like that. Yeah, that's um, Audrey that's the f- Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's so possible and so likely <laughs> sure that it's adorable.
0: Happen. Aww, all right. All right. Yeah, I, that's beautiful. I I think that's something to shoot for. Like compost tea, you know, like strain specific compost tea, because you know I'm starting to really learn and appreciate how each plant really does have its own growth pattern and like giving the nutrients at the right time can be like very strain strain specific
2: speaking of all of these wonderful things about cultivation i believe uh we're in the time of year where we've been transplanting and germinating Tell us what you did this morning.
0: Germination station. So I popped some seeds that I brought back from Kansas City.
2: Hey, the date
0: on one of them is twelve fifteen fifteen.
1: Wow. So I haven't three days after my birthday.
0: Whoa. Twelve. That's 12. that's 12. my buddy's birthday too. That's what year? Eighty nine. Whoa. I think that's his birthday too. Cool. That's really bizarre. Birthday, buddy, buddy, all. Chicky mm-hmm. buddy, Chicky buddies. So, germinated some seeds. They popped. And some ancient seeds. I gave them to Dr. Goldbagel here as well. Some Kansas Six City. Six popped.
2: Mm-hmm. And we did a little kind of uh, run through, like a quick assessment of the potential conditions yeah, for I, growing over here at Goldbagel HQ. What, like, what did you find? Home growing 101. I find
0: through a lot of trial and error, and a lot of seedlings dying, and a lot of overcooking plants. Um, keep that shit moist germinate it in a little paper towel just like you did in first grade when you germinated lima beans and dark closet (laughs) do the whole thing check it 24 hours should have little white roots popping out and then you just get some loose soil some potting soil they even make seedling soil which is cool but you can just like add some perlite to potting soil to kind of lighten it up and I like to put it in a solo cup.
2: Get that nice aeration. Mm-hmm.
1: I read some random... Perlite's this, beautiful. I love perlite.
2: perlite it's so...
0: Mm. It's like
2: styrofoam just pellets. don't get it in the final product, y'all. I do remember going <laughs> through a jar of tree before compliance and packaging came in, oh, wow. and there was a little little speck of perlite on a nug, mm-hmm. and it was just a very off-putting sight. Yeah. Good that they use that in growing. You kind of get... You could
1: uh, see the quality of the perlite, and
2: yeah, but you can also see the quality unfiltered. of the attention paid. True, that's true. <laughs> to the final product, that wouldn't be a two hundred dollar eighth, right? So that's what I was going to say about the two hundred dollar eighth. Um, wait, did you want to finish that point about cultivation? 101? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So seedlings, and then we'll come back to the two hundred dollar eighth. I read some random article when
0: I was like seventeen, probably, about this study. This Russian study. With a higher rate of feminine or female weed plants, if they're given more than four, if their tap root was more than four inches tall. I don't know if that's true. I, it doesn't sound real at all. But I like the idea of giving the seedling a lot of room to start instead of one of those little two-inch squares or one of those jiffy pellets which clones i have no problem with but getting a seed started i like to give it a lot of room for the taproot based on this random ass study but also just giving it room to grow in the
2: hope that maybe it'll show to be long and then that might be a predisposition to being a female plant
0: yeah I, according to this study sure but i just at this point i don't believe it but i like to give it a lot of room and the solo cup's easy to transportable and it's easy to transplant too it's just a little flip and go and you got a nice little plug to put in your you know home depot five gallon bucket
1: a couple of things about that real quick Mm because i'm doing that for the first time too i put six seeds in the solo cup this morning too um it's interesting because i'm new to plants i've just been like it's one thing that's been really helpful though, especially for finding
2: out what's going on in your yard. Like and happy germination season to all the cannabis farmers out there. Mm-hmm. Everybody yes, popping their seeds this time of year. Happy, happy times to all of y'all. Yeah, I think we're we might be a little late, but getting a good start. Yeah, it's just we're just at the start of April. You're yeah, right there's on. Right be on. A course. lot of
1: sun coming up, yeah. so I think we'll be okay. Because mm-hmm. four twenty is a good time to put them in the ground. Harvesting in October.
3: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Or something
1: like that. So you put your six in today, six in today. So, yeah, one thing I was thinking of with plants and also it's good for what I was going to say, it's good for the yard is to just kind of if you have succulents or something like that, just kind of like start potting plants for the yard, maybe just to bring inside to your house, but put them in different spots. And while you check on them, you'll see if they're having enough light just to kind of get ready. There's one thing I was just so confused about. I didn't know how to, like, pay attention to whether a tree's going to block the sun. The only real way to figure it out was to just pay attention to it every mm-hmm. day. So I had to give myself a reason for that. But one thing I was thinking is that you'd want to tightly pack something to give the root some structure and, like, aim it up. Mm-hmm. But after you explained and in th- in thinking about it, it does make sense that with the more space it's able to kind of spread out at this stage. And then later on, when it grips into its real, like, obviously it won't be super tightly packed. But when it has mm-hmm. that more dirt, less spread out soil it's able to kind of use its additional structure and then just give strength to that which makes sense yeah. yeah
2: the healthier of a root network you can start off with the better chance you have of growing a really powerful plant like stretching yeah. you see you the
0: bigger the roots the bigger the fruits yeah
2: yes yes yes, yes. Get a nice,
0: so i i think loosely packed for drainage purposes because i had some about a year straight i was growing with buckets and the lo- the bottom four inches were covered like soaked every time I'd harvest and I'd noticed that there was no root growth in the bottom four inches so what I started doing was putting I drilled giant holes like five giant holes like two three inch diameter holes at the bottom for maximum yeah. drainage. started adding perlite to my soil and uh, the bot- even the bottom layer, I tried to make, like, all perlite yeah. or rocks or something like that just for all drainage. And the roots, once that happened, the roots would even grow into the rocks. Like, it was, they were very happy. Yeah. It. It's like a lot of air. Air is good for the roots. Compacted soil isn't the best. That's why earthworms are good for soils because they yeah. just, like, leave they all keep, these holes for roots to they just. They
2: make tunnels. Mm-hmm.
0: Constantly. Like sexy, poopy airy tunnels
1: they probably push the roots around like at night when the roots are like whatever they're doing and the roots get a little they just get work out all the time
2: with That resistance training. <laughs> i didn't
0: even think about that
2: i mean you got the whole ecosystem of the soil right and there's like all of these things for the longest time have coexisted and treated each other and with mutual benefits so there's a reason to keep it all together mm-hmm. when you're trying to grow in soil Another. you're trying to recreate the, re- the real life yeah recreate that ecosystem in in a in a pot yeah get a, an air pot is another good way of making sure that you get good oxygen flow to the roots um or a smart pot i think as well right it avoids over watering nice. which is mm-hmm. like a very common problem when you're first starting out uh, i'm sure anybody who has grown or tried to can attest
0: Overwatering, baby yeah. you'll hopefully you won't find definitely
2: in the catalog of like first few errors that you're yeah. likely to make i growing. think i'm going to pay attention
1: another thing about practicing on just random plants like even weeds like propagate a weed and see what happens randomly and they invase invade everything but just doing that and paying attention to the water there you can the more you water the more you touch the soil, the more you know what it looks like. It's literally the same with cooking, too, to mm-hmm. be completely honest. Like with making bagels, you have to just have that experience of going through the motions so you can see what happens when something is in the previous stage or whatever. But you just want to... My, my hope is that I'm going to do this now for the cannabis and just watch it every day. Just check it every day. You'll know if it's going to be... If it needs
2: water or not. Definitely. You have to pay attention to the plants and they'll show you what what they want keep it down if you, know if you want but
1: i feel like even just looking at it yes. and then just acknowledging it in the moment and then leaving but if the one morning you wake up and you acknowledge it and it's like way drier than it was yesterday then you probably got you probably can water it in time i'm if sure if you it's stick just like your just a few hours.
2: thumb or your finger in the soil and it's still wet an inch deep giggity then <laughs> uh you're good yeah. you don't need to water just yet
3: i'm uh, excited that's Very another
2: handy tip um it's a lot of fun, man. It's very rewarding, growing plants. Whether you're growing cannabis or you're growing vegetables or you're just trying to have a nice garden, you know? Having a green thumb is a very therapeutic and underrated uh, skill set. It's, it's just a slow, rewarding process.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: slow rewards. Sometimes the tastiest and the funkiest. Um, so... In the process of growing... Wait, did you guys label which strains these are that are that are being popped? Do you, do we know? Or yeah. are they all bag seed? What's the sitch? Uh, so the strains that...
0: Uh, some of the st- strains that I popped and the strains that uh, I gave the seeds to Dr. Goldbabel, three of them were some lemon MK. It was a lemon haze and Hawaiian and like MK Ultra hybrid and i remember that was just some juicy lemon shit there's a
2: strain you don't hear of very often anymore mk ultra
1: excited about that yeah it's
0: it was just a beautiful lemony nice chubby little buds Mm. green uh like uh, pretty decent hybrid uh in terms of what the leaves look like so it's a beautiful smell though and uh i forgot oh yeah it hermed so like uh, because of a light leak that I had in my closet. So it fertilized itself. So that's a pretty inbred strain. It'll it might even be extra lemony or pretty who knows. We'll see about we'll see about it.
2: Those seeds aren't the brightest. That's <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean they'll be extra concentrated. There might be some crazy shit happening.
1: Um good for a first timer. <laughs> definitely. It's
0: just exactly. like a self back cross. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's just a F two baby. Do people ever do For that F1. on purpose?
1: Like, do they turn something hermy on purpose? That's what I did. Um, Got it.
0: With my, I did that with a purple that I have, and I have like two seeds of that left, or something like that. And yeah, you, I sprayed it with you, like infuse water with colloidal silver.
2: I was just about to ask about this, so mm-hmm. you do know about this. Go yeah, ahead.
0: Yeah, you infuse the water with colloidal silver with some battery with the wires hooked this up. This is a
2: legit technique. This really works. This really fucking worked. It yeah. blew my mind. <laughs> like and a potato.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, you spray. I just sprayed a small section. I protected it and sprayed it every day for like two weeks with colloidal silver uh, after it started flowering. After it started showing female flowers, I started spraying it. And sure enough, after two weeks, like male pollen sacs started showing up, and I was able to collect pollen and fertilize it with itself, and it was already an inbred plant. So like uh, these seeds are going to be pretty unstable, I'm pretty sure. But not the purple ones, not yeah. But
2: um, yeah, that was it. Really works. Colloidal silver disrupts the hormones and makes it. It increases to- the likelihood of them coming out female, or is it like a hundred percent success rate? What are you? No, talking? it turns female plants into male plants so you can get the flower
0: like so you can preserve the genes through some by inbreeding it with itself or so you can get a sex change operation you can change the sex of the plant using colloidal silver
2: it's trans cannabis two hundred dollar eights (laughs) <laughs> we'll use That's these n- types of techniques. Yeah. Well, okay, all right. So this brings us back full circle for a second. We, I think we got more cultivation stuff to touch on, but sure. let's get to this $200. They, all,
1: they always go back, and we can keep going back and forth because I think all these aspects of cultivation and everything Are going to play into do, that. I think it's an important question. Well, what I was going to ask
2: was, um, what's the most expensive eighth that you could buy right now at a dispensary? I would say it's probably in the region of around $80. Right? Yeah. and I'd say that's being ta That's tax. That's everything. after
0: tax and everything. I think sixty bucks the shelf is the most you should like, maybe seventy. Right, if it's crazy. Yeah,
1: nothing that I've seen right now. There, there needs to be more literature with something that's two hundred dollars, where you can kind of understand these aspects. Whereas, mm-hmm. do you, you want a
2: farm-to-table right experience? Do you want to know your farmer? Yeah, kind is of situation,
1: but not so much. Like, I mean, I don't need to know the, their name unless that fits into the idea of it. But like, it's more about just kind of. Would the uh, care like even cust- even though that I can call and ask them questions like right. you would with when, if you bought an expensive bottle of wine you sit in store you experience it they they explain about it even in a, a they restaurant, give you some too.
2: context yeah
1: yeah they make they give you that whole whole environment they don't just put it in like the same jar that the fifteen dollar eighths are in right they just yeah. it's like a whole different experience that you know about beforehand
2: so some of the brand story probably plays into that price right. Um, if they give you a certain aesthetic, or they have like a certain mission statement that maybe like resonates with you, that might play into it. I think that's what we see from a lot of the uh, premium outdoor brands like a like a Henrys or like a Flokana, where they're not maybe making that two hundred dollar eighth, but they're already approaching it with that wine mm-hmm. and coffee kind of like coffee, a terroir, yeah. you know. Coffee is really great. I feel
1: like to understand. I think it's a better comparison for cannabis than alcohol, to be
2: honest. Mm -hmm. I also
1: feel I have this weird hypothesis that there's terpenes in coffee and obviously a light and dark roast is going to affect the caffeine levels, but how caffeine could be equated to thc and then there could be terpenes involved that kind of give you a different feeling because i've been more anxious on like the citrusy fruity light roast as opposed to dark roast even though i like the
3: flavor I but cannot i cannot
2: handle a light roast coffee dude all of these like caffeine too ethiopian but, uh, and sumatran like single single source beans that are coming out where like the coffee's not opaque i can't fuck with it it's <laughs> like it's That's like i it's like i drank crack That's That's much. it's crazy
1: even if you drink a little bit I feel like so I don't that's why I don't think it's only the caffeine I think it has to do with some other things that kind of are left behind so that's why I feel like the the indica sativa thing maybe a dark roast has more of that mellow the interesting thing about
2: terpenes is that uh, sublingually they may well still have the same effect as they do when they're inhaled Mm -hmm. I don't know if we have enough literature on that yet what do you think Willie Uh, oh what do you think what do you think? I don't know. What do you think?
0: What, we'll what do I think?
2: Slice where I I sinned. Forgive oh, me, Father. Oh, gotcha. I
0: didn't even think about that.
2: Well, I wasn't even paying attention. What are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> terpenes and coffee. Oh. Dr. Goldbagel was suggesting that uh, a light roast and a dark roast will have different. Effects because potentially there's different terpenes at play as well as the caffeine level. Not necessarily terpenes specifically,
1: but something that acts similarly.
2: Similar to like flavonoids, probably. Yeah, Yeah. that
1: terpenes do in cannabis, but kind of how caffeine reacts. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I was just gonna say that we know we, or at least we can currently say that ingested terpenes don't remain the same. But sublingual terpenes, is a, there's a question uh-huh. mark over. I don't know if there's enough research behind that. And we know what inhaled terpenes do. Uh-huh. So that's the only thing about the, the, the coffee terpenes aspect is if it works sublingually, then I could totally see that. But if it doesn't, then it may be something else. Like you said, like flavonoids yeah. or some other compound that's similar. Like something Ooh. that
1: would be in like a herbal type of situation where like a caffeine pill obviously will react differently than a cup of coffee. And like even Folgers has like a very dull feeling as opposed to like a single origin. And I, again, right. knowing that caffeine levels will change, but also having had only two ounces of these things yeah, and mm-hmm. having fe- felt that obviously it could be a hundred percent psychological, but I, mean, I think that's important too.
0: Part of it's definitely that the lighter, like more citrus fruity roasts they're lighter roasted. So there's way more caffeine involved yeah so like the darker more bold roasts are gonna have less caffeine so less anxiety i imagine Hmm. and lighter roasts yeah just way more caffeine but also more like brighter fruitier flavors yeah so i think just the more caffeine could be anxiety too like give me that dark
2: nutty chocolatey roast all day i
1: love it like that armenian coffee from john's that was good gosh really good 3.99 whole bean that victoria
2: dark roast dude I, okay
0: i can get down with that that was what i that's what i fell in love with espresso with but god let me tell you guys about the fucking like ethiopian geisha blend or or geisha like i called i called my barista literally was like yo did you put um or texted as i'm sorry uh no, I fucking FaceTime, dude. <laughs> <laughs> First name, name basis letter. with the barista over here. I ran over, over I ran up. O- it pigeon. was the neighborhood. You, a, you got Mike Tyson. Carrier pigeon? pigeon? Sent over a yeah, pigeon. Yeah. Uh, I rang on the telly. I texted, I was like, <laughs> did you put. <laughs> 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 you used the television?
2: To call them? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of wizardry is this? <laughs> you used your hand telephone. Your hand television. My this hand is 2001 telly. a space. Your Odyssey. hand telly my finger telly finger telly Um,
0: hello i was like did you put simple syrup or like lavender you know did you put like jelly in my in the espresso this morning jelly she's like no that's a ethiopian geisha blend like literally just milk and espresso and i swear there was like raspberry jelly in this shit like when that ethiopian blend hits that shit slaps
2: it bops (laughs) <laughs> it's a banger. It's a bangers sl- and mash on the tube, <laughs> on the telly. Hey, getting our Britishisms in over here. <laughs> um, yeah. Eight. Eight. Um, okay. so yeah, two hundred dollar eight. So yeah, here's
0: another the, one wizard, of, the, the, wizard, the strain, wizard. The other strain, the other, the other strain of the two strains, is a like. I'm gonna we gotta count out the generations with this right now. My first grow was a jelly bean hash plant hybrid, fat bud pollinated not bad
2: for your first fucking grow
0: yeah uh pollinated a random bag seed purple that i'd been growing continually bred the purple with all greens haze which was a seed i got from a friend in denver out of business now but dude, check out these genetics all greens is kong crossed with super silver haze um kong is a sour diesel sensi <laughs> star hybrid oh my god crossed with super silver it's heads. like a house party <laughs> i fucking love both of those first two yeah. strains so i grew that one and it just smelled like poop it was like hoppy poop lemony complex like like sourly. human shit oh two hundred dollar like eight stuff funky, right there funky, funky funky uh crazy like actual like dog shit like what's the matter nuts. with us dude we're
2: out here like looking for 200 hundred 8s that smell like cat piss and dog shit it's true mm-hmm. so this real uh, life
0: so the hash plant purple hybrid because um, the purple hermied and pollinated the hash plant so that hybrid was known as lavender because it came out as this like light purple like really interesting like fuzzy kind of rabbit fur buds Crossed that with the all-greens male, because I got a male out of one of the seeds. Crossed that with the all-greens male, and then popped that one.
2: Do you have a hemp Ooh,
0: I don't. Popped that seed, and then grew another all-greens. Or no, I popped that seed and then crossed it back with the all-greens. So it was like (laughs) all-greens crossed with the, what was called PB&J, because it was the purple a jelly bean hybrid. So it was like all greens crossed the PB and J. And then I crossed that male all greens with another female all greens, grew that seed. And then, uh, one of them was a male. <laughs> and So <laughs> I took that pollen and crossed it with the all greens, PB and J. Did we lose
2: you yet folks? <laughs>
1: no, it's really awesome.
3: I'm very so,
0: yeah, pumped. It's about like this. three. I think that's three generations. one, Jelly
2: bean hash plant is one. Jelly
0: bean hash plant. That was what it came in. So that was, it was the jelly bean hash plant crossed with a uh, purple, which bred the lavender, which was known as PB and J one. So it was jelly bean hash plant. Purple became PB and J. And that was crossed with the all greens. So that's another hybrid. So that's, um, that's just both two one generation. I got it. And then those, I crossed those two. And then inbred the all greens with itself as well, so that's like another single generation inbreeding, and then bred those together, so that's like definitely
2: third third generation. And the jelly bean is still in the genetics at this point, or no?
0: It's still in there.
2: I mean, I ha- I have no idea. It's a lot of all
0: greens now. It's like literally three parts all greens and one part lavender. And so just- what's all greens? All Greens is that sour ah, diesel Sensi Star right. super silver haze cut. And like, what's
1: Sensi Star?
0: Sensi Star, I think That's it's an indica. Strain.
1: Yeah. I have some Sensi Star actually from hey, cool. Henry's. Cool. Ooh. I don't know where it is. I think it's downstairs, but it kind of smells like the forbidden fruit if you just like dipped it in some water. <laughs> like if you took fruit i would love if that's mellow. what they did and then sold it Sensi Star. <laughs> oh it's a different
0: color tipped it in some water but just
1: more so to subdue that tangy fruity flavor like when you smell the forbidden fruit you can like kind of taste like you just had like a little lemon kick something like that whereas the sensi star it's way more mellow but so it feels similar would you similar.
2: need to be given the description of the lineage that far back if you're buying a 200 8 do you need to see a full terpene profile what, I'm, terpene terpene prof. What, 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 wow. <laughs> Pro. Wow. Is yeah. really well, it mean, like reading the and talking at the same time? Testing. They can test
1: for, they should be testing lots of things. But they, again, a lot of it comes from the development because I feel like for me, and I may be wrong, but I, a, stable, a stable genetic situation and like a very well carefully thought out blend of breeding would equal that $200. So it would be knowing that they were testing terpenes throughout that process to aid in their development. Like that development, I think warrants that two hundred dollars because there's so many man hours just like perfecting this perfect genetics. Like whereas it may not even be the first year that they get it, they, In- whereas now I feel like a lot of these hybrids are just like whenever a grower because they have to sell everything because they need the money and all that stuff. Whenever they get a great hybrid, I feel like they just it's put out a lot. Whereas it's not like it hasn't been around for so long, right? Where they came up with something cool where they accidentally cross like an XJ with something or whatever and it's awesome and it smells great but they didn't it was more like a happy accident
2: a happy accident yeah. rather than deliberate yeah i mean the best uh most stable genetics are the result of generations and generations of pheno hunts that's to make maybe sure that's the aging maybe
1: that's that comp- connection with wine maybe that's what the aging is for wheat.
0: oh yeah people don't really breed their own grapes they're just sticking they're uh, like refining something that was already set but there's right. so much potential in cannabis with mm. terpenes that like yeah. That's where it's at is like breeding and creating your own individual strain, which is like, I think, and the,
1: the dirt and the culture and all the stuff. That go- so it's well, really that's what I was going to say. And there's so much you could do
2: by your definition of uh, saying that you'd have to factor into that cost, the amount of man hours and time and care that's gone into stabilizing the genetics. Mm-hmm. Somebody like a Sherbinskis or or even the cookies fam could probably claim a two hundred dollar eighth right now by that. You know, depends by that definition.
1: They it depends on the that's a really great point. I think that's kind of awesome and it does split it up and it's super sweet. But if you had the mind to do something, it's a different type it's like more like art. It's like a different type of man hour. Like um food too is a very similar thing. Like a hundred dollar burger you could put gold leaf on it and it's a hundred dollars, sure, but Something that came through all this development and also Fucking like hate that shit, the perfect mm-hmm. cow combined with the perfect cheese that took its own development. You can even pair it with a joint and now you have the perfect weed. Mm-hmm. That's what makes that experience worth so much. So each generation of this, even though these cookies and all the stable, wonderful, stable genetics came out, they did. They still sold. Well, maybe they didn't sell it, but that weed beforehand as it was going was still consumed and sold and wasn't necessarily with the mind to create this perfect stable thing they did it and they definitely were planning on doing that but it's uh there's still m- more you can kind of coordinate and uh construct like or conduct like a conductor there's you can make it even a bigger symphony with more things a more to kind grandiose of, yeah thing. and maybe it's not possible maybe you do all that wonderful stuff and you don't get anything different like then, there's a ceiling yeah that you can reach So maybe there's no $200 eighth. Maybe that's like the gold leaf. You just have to like, it's just about spending extra money on it. I
0: just just had an interesting thought in terms of the future. Like we have humidors for cigars and wine cellars for wine to like preserve and kind of like, I think with humidors, it's more like preserve. So I'm thinking uh, in the future, we can have like hermetically sealed and like temperature controlled and humidity controlled environments. To store cannabis for maximum preservation of terpenes uh, from specific batches and years of growers. So eventually, bless once we, bless you, once we get to this point of celebrity growers or artist, you know, cultivators, if you will. Um, once we get to a certain point where their stuff is so cherished that like each individual batch, you know, it, it can be like a hundred pounds of it. But like eventually, you know, it's like oh, the 2013 run where. That crazy shit happened and the hundred pound batch, you know, and it's just sitting in this sealed spot. Eventually that two thousand fourteen batch of Jello Gelato cookies is gonna be worth at least two hundred dollars because people know like this was the batch that started it all yeah. and it's like in the exact same condition as it was, and you're paying more for like the rarity of it also, yeah. along with the artistry
1: behind it. I think a lot of that should be looked at, and that's.
2: You would need to be made better. aware of the story, though, right? For that to be relevant in your purchase. Oh yeah. So yeah, then it
0: wouldn't make it any better. There, there like needs
2: the d- to be a story that goes along with this two hundred dollars. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. In that, well, in that instance, yeah, that wouldn't improve the quality. But right. In terms but of but you quality, could. Yes, that's a that's, you again, that's a. You could create it uh, to out. You could make it out to be more of a luxury purchase by. Providing the sort of backstory of something like what you just described, where it's mm-hmm. a, like a quote unquote lost strain from five years ago. Yeah. And lost it's a strain. Cut. I didn't
0: even think about that. You know? Dude, imagine like White Widow, 1994. Yeah. Yeah. Pre- a would real pre 98 bubble. OG Kush,
1: 1996, <laughs> or something like that. How much would somebody pay for that? A lot
0: How of much- money.
2: That m- that might be the kind of thing that at the moment you could be like, yo, that's that's you want you want some? It's two hundred for eight. Our growers putting their weed away at the moment.
1: Do we know growers are doing that?
2: I don't know if anybody knows how to preserve it that well for that long right now. Or has a reason. You have to try. Has that, right? a have to, yeah. Right.
1: Okay. So the reason. I know. How would that work with compliance? Oh my god, you'd have barcodes that are like eight hundred years old. <laughs> yeah, this is strictly <laughs> for the hobbyists. Yeah. I don't think uh, <laughs> any licensed
2: companies can fuck around with this right now. Yeah. It's not fair, government. Let us age the weed <laughs> I mean, we us they barely and want stickers and can't do Californians it. growing their own weed mm-hmm. we, we kind of have touched on this in previous episodes but there it doesn't seem to be a lot of transparency around what you can and can't do Growing wise, and even though it is it's legal like as an adult plants. to have six plants on your property in California,
1: each, each, di- I was looking it up because I, I mean, I'm just starting the first time. Each, yeah. each township is different. Los Angeles is a big one because there's a lot of towns called Los Angeles, but right. Santa Monica and West Hollywood will have different mm-hmm. than, uh, yeah, anywhere Santa Monica else probably
2: Angeles. is not fucking with that. They a may, lot of I don't know, they,
1: they're pretty weird over there. They may be actually. Because the people growing over there are so They don't allow dispensaries
2: in their in, their, in what's technically Santa Monica perimeter. I'm mm. aware of that. but I don't, So I can't imagine that they would be too friendly True. to home grow either. But, I mean, part of it seems to be because this is a way to incentivize more people to go out and buy recreational and adult-use cannabis. Is if you tell people, like, or you, you don't highlight to people, you don't emphasize the fact that, hey, you can cultivate this at home for yourself. You can now legally do this. Here's a... a good resource on how to do that or here's a quick guide the bcc could have put out something like that yeah but they didn't you know good
1: for gardening stores you can kind of cross the industries
2: right and for the longest time you know if you went into a hydro store and you were looking to get yourself set up for growing weed you had to ask questions very in mm-hmm. a very roundabout way like i'd like i'd like, like to grow <laughs> some really great tomatoes wink wink you know same thing and with
1: bong shops it's really amazing that it's legal now because you could you just i mean that was medical too you, you would be able to do that but it's right when i moved to california i noticed that a lot from new jersey you'd have to really hide it but if you go in a pipe shop now you'd say it's you could say it's medical or whatever you just say mm-hmm. what you want you get it, then you get better service you know
2: how you were saying make uh growing weed is probably uh like making good bagels is it is it imperative to have a good starter to like, this might be a dumb question and show, Mm. show the fact that I never really bake, (laughs) but um, is it imperative to have a good starter to yield a good bagel or what effect does the starter have on the end result?
1: So honestly, you can really compare the two for this specific question and it really ties into the $200 eighth question too, which is really funny. I don't use a starter because I don't, make enough bagels and it dun 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 so with a starter basically you have to keep feeding it and throwing half of it away so if you're baking you can use it you can use more of it but i'm baking
2: like once a week yeah a starter is a living yeast correct
1: Mm -hmm. so it's like a natural yeast so you kind of what a starter will do that powdered or just dried yeast won't do is have nuance of flavor based on your location like a terroir type situation not that not to that effect and uh but For me, the bagels that I'm making, because the flour I'm using and all this stuff, I'm not using the top, top, top stuff just because I'm not, I need to just give people bagels. I'm not about, uh, I don't want to sell some fancy thing because I won't sell any bagels then at that point. And Mm -hmm. it's, uh, again, the starter thing. I don't want to waste anything. But Mm -hmm. so what it would do though is allow you to kind of have more control over the whole flavor. And uh, honestly, I think. Having the control and the ingredients in that way, you touch the bagel less to affect the flavor and you get even something more special. So, I mean, I have thoughts about, like, going to Yosemite and creating a starter. I don't know if that makes any difference, but what if you could just get some weird wild yeasts and, like, kind of bake bread that way? I'm just, like, not there yet, and I don't have... That is... You also, like... I feel like if you use a certain type of flour, it's too strong, you're just going to kind of drown out the yeast flavor anyways. It's mm-hmm. kind of like soil, almost, if you think about with weed or growing cannabis like you can change the nutrients in the soil and different things but the flavor will change but something else is going to overpower that like the terpene is going to overpower that so that's like the texture of the bagel or even like it's an everything bagel so what but you can give a little bit of a buzz or like harmonize a little bit with like some weird starters but i don't have so much experience with it mm-hmm. if that's a long-winded way to answer that question
3: <laughs> but uh,
0: i hope that answers that's such a cool concept <laughs> about going to random spots to collect a starter yeah that's i'm into it. how would that go because well i know with wild beers uh that's the whole concept belgian beers they just open it up to the air and the yeast in the air is what ferments the beer like they don't they don't control it which is i i was going to make that distinction when it comes to bread yeast versus you know uh Versus genetics in cannabis, uh, you're not using a basic yeast. You're using a highly refined and evolved yeah. yeast that is specific for one flavor and one type of, you know, you don't use the same brewers yeast as you do for bagels. You don't use the same wine yeast as you do for bagels. Or I would beer like yeast.
1: to try the wine yeast. I think.
0: What's the
2: yeast the to cannabis like comparison eating. here? Is it the starter soil? Is I'd it the so like growing so- medium?
1: i say so- that's what I would say. But oh, it I could be a combination. Say, I was going
0: to say the. The specificity of the yeast strain as compared to like the evolution and hand picking mm. and human se- hand selection gone into a cannabis strain, like the genetics of a cannabis strain versus the genetics of a yeast strain.
1: I think, right? I think it is that too, which is really funny. It's that because that's like the mental motivation and how you're being creative, like that outlet. But when it comes across in the end result and how you experience it when you're consuming the item or whatever, the unit, <laughs> it's <laughs> like you're going to taste it like the soil, but you're going to feel it like the genetics. It's weird. It like kind of twists and turns it inside out, mm-hmm. but it still has the same energy on both levels
0: yeah it, well to express the yeast you know to express the genes you have to grow it perfectly but like you were saying it's psychological it's like get out of the <laughs> way you know you're getting out of the way and letting the genes express itself you're mm. not fucking it up basically you're letting it grow to its maximum potential you're expressing the yeast to its maximum potential and profile just by getting out of the way like giving it exactly what it needs and nothing more and just letting it express itself perfectly it's
2: a lot easier said than done though i mean especially with cannabis that's the goal yeah, yeah. that is
0: the uh, the principle and the goal not the uh not the fucking way to do it not the possibility
2: it's why everybody's looking for a cannabis growing method that is set it and forget it you mm. know I, I don't know how much those... Uh, you guys have fun. ...have seen those... Oh, no, not at all, not at all, but... Autoflowering. ...but auto it's convenient, plants. you know what I mean? And and the idea, at least in theory, would be that it's consistent, but I, I don't feel like these all-in-one grow boxes have caught on like that.
1: I would say yeah. putting it in a pot outside is the real set it and forget it. Yeah, dude. Ideally. Baboon. Ideally. If you live in the climate, but... Right. ...but the light just goes, you just have to put it in the right spot... If it rains where you're at, then you probably you have don't lot. have to water it. I did it in Kansas. It didn't have to water it.
0: There's
2: did you have weed. any issues with pests? Uh, no.
0: It was, it was nice. It was a really nice. Thing. I mean, when I did it in the basement, I got spider mites. But outside, psh, no Nothing. problem.
1: I mean, the set it and forget it method of growing zucchini is planting it outside in the ground and just forgetting about it. And you have a whole lot of zucchini. Okay. I don't, Weed is not as resilient. But even think about roses are an interesting comparison. Mm-hmm. The set-and-forget-it method of growing roses is you buy a seedling, which is that's what you would do, and you would plant it in the right conditions outside, and you just keep it watered properly. So that's another thing. There's not a lot of
2: dispensaries right now where you can buy clones. Mm. That
1: needs to change. (laughs) The stupid compliance, like what you just said about them not wanting us to grow— that's a big It's one. just the truth like they're gonna, and it, they all, it, their excuse which I is just be they can't pay attention to it you it's know, too
2: complicated. It does feel that way, yeah.
1: They they have their reasons may not be like malicious and uh, premeditated but they could just be that they can't check the compliance of clippings and things cuz there's just so many of them and they're just leaves. Like how are they going to pay attention to that? They need to chill out with that though. Well, and, this
2: is the problem with the overregulation. I think it would, they would have been much better being in a reactive position to people cultivating and people conducting things like farmers markets or yeah. bartering situations than to try and eradicate them before they were even a thing.
1: Would testing be that much of a problem in those situations? Like it would depend.
2: It? I mean, I think you could have a sliding scale of testing. You could have a really stringent test if you're a commercial business yeah. selling on a large scale. You could have a, uh, oh, a limited type of test um, to pass if you are, like, a, a grower that is selling in farmer's market stall-type settings. And then you could just be a home grower who doesn't sell at all, and there's no need for you to test, you know? Th- that could be – that's an example of yeah. how they could have set See, up the regulations. they you be thing afraid of the black market, but it's not
1: –
0: not a big
2: deal. If, I were a, if I were a home It's not grower, a big deal if you don't set the fucking taxes so high. Mm. I want to
0: test. If I was a home grower... Right. But for the info, I want to know
2: the chance. But what you're interested in there is access, right? Access to that information. It's a different motivation for like the commercial business to get testing. It's like, we need to be compliant, mm-hmm. so we have to test. The BCC
1: should trust... Like The thing about cannabis that I find so interested in, even working in it for a short period of time, but it's self regulating so far. so far because well it's it's self-regulating because if you want good quality if you go towards quality you're gonna get less pesticides hopefully because it makes better bud like why would you want to use all that shit we we're just talking about how you're trying to make the soil like with the most bat shit you right. wouldn't add chemical fertilizers because there's doesn't make anything good right happen so obviously the budweiser of weed should be tested but if the grower, you can just look at the grower. If
2: he's the Budweiser cooking. of beer is tested, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, the so, FDA. Could, I mean, yeah.
2: you. If you really want to play with the big boys, then Sierra Nevada's tested too. Dogfish Head was tested when they first started. So. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And they still there. They fall in that nice space. I think you mentioned this in a previous episode, maybe on the Hi Fi Hops one, where you said like they they occupy that space quite nicely, where they give you the appeal of a small batch brand but they still have a wide reach mm-hmm. uh, you know across domestically and internationally I think you can get Lagunitas and dogfish oh yeah. and mm-hmm. shit
0: microbreweries with distribution it's all about distribution
2: so do we need that for cannabis? do we need micro nurseries with distribution?
1: nurseries would be a great business they should really open up nurseries honestly
2: mm-hmm. like that franchises <laughs> would you like buy a $200 eighth that was from a micro nursery limited small batch
0: yeah it, I, I there's this beer called Cantillon that has like limited release kegs, and it's but they serve it they sell it at a normal uh, a price by the glass, even though it's like rare and it's only that one year. Right. But the bot it's the bottles the bottles go yeah I guess it if all you're plays there, into it it all yeah. plays into the appeal of such a luxury item. So they could do a similar thing like release eighths you know go to a party and you get an eighth for a normal price or you can pay two hundred dollars for a clone or something like that like a franchised clone right but the problem with stabilized genetics that would be sweet Take though, your own so you'd there's have it no longevity with it exactly because yeah. you buy a clone you clone it and then you never have to buy it again well then
1: it's worth two hundred dollars though i think it's worth way more than that so then you can right. charge but if you make if you can prove that and people are capable of growing at home I think that's really reasonable and that's a good way for people to kind of make a living back that's a good way to share I remember
2: $200 for a clone is a lot more uh easy to to imagine uh, than $200 for an eighth which is like final product you know I remember
0: hearing back in 2013-14 when Girl Scout cookies started coming out yeah. in Colorado um that's where I heard it from um the clones were going for like three to $4,000 for a, Girl Scout, a true Girl Scout cookies clone. Back when they like had a clamp on the genetics. And you know? there was
2: a big thing about the forum cut at that time. I'm sure that mm-hmm. was probably at a premium as well.
1: Clone auctions. Thin
2: mints, animal cookies. It was all yeah. cherry pie. God bless the cookies genetics and all those different <laughs> chemotypes. Sunset
1: server is cookies. Or no? That's
2: uh, Sherbinsky. That's Sherbinsky. But I mean, at this point, Sherbinsky, when he found Sunset Sherbert or developed Sunset Sherbert, I believe they were, their businesses were intertwined at that point. It's pink panties crossed with uh, Thin Mint. Is it Thin Mint cookies? Gelato. Some
1: gelato cookies too,
2: though. Yeah, gelato is cookies. Is cookies gelato's Thin Mint cookies crossed with something? <coughs> And then there was various finos of the the original gelato that like all became legendary in their own right like gelato 41 is you mm. know a these b- are very all sought really after one. 33. gelato strains. 69 gelato 69 <laughs> that's my favorite hashtag gelato 69 bring it back where is it at i just bring love it back classic it, it was never here please bring, bring it out
1: it? no like i'm tired of all these just like funky new strains i just I mean, some of them are really good, but, you,
2: but just you this other to, stuff is so much you, more. You you already know you you've seen it from the inside. You've seen how the sausage is made. Like a lot of that is just branding, depending yeah. on what they're feeling like selling that month. Mm-hmm. But also,
0: know? think about if you, for instance, get a male plant and a female plant this year, and decide to get creative mm-hmm. and start your own strain. What would you call it? Would you come? I mean, you wouldn't come up with something yeah. stupid, but you would have to come up with something new. Wouldn't yeah. you want to call your creation you need- something? What would you call your strain if you were to (laughs) I don't know, it really would you would need a differentiator. I think
1: there's so much inspiration, honestly. That's why the names are so good because there's so many different angles to look at the combinations. There's so many ways to like come up with a name. Like even I bet it would be interesting to look at different growers and breeders who accidentally or not or just coincidentally cross the same stuff without knowing and the different names that they had i'm sure there's some stuff out there i can't i don't see if they get the
2: same kind of results like someone crossed side by
1: side og kush with sour diesel definitely more than one breeder did that at the same time without the other one yeah so what did they name it did they all name it the same thing that would be pretty spooky well
0: one one of the crazy things is when you breed when you breed two strains together like og kush and sour diesel all the seeds are going to be different yes to stabilize genetics takes a special beast a special yeah. type of patience
2: it's like having a bunch of children who are all similar but not the same and then forcing the babies of those children to constantly like find the the most similar ones to each other is that called backcrossing yeah there yes. should be a backcross when, when label it with, with itself yeah. that's they should
1: put that on the label if it's been backcrossed
2: there 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 used to be a shorthand they usually for that. do bx like bx yeah uh-huh. right
0: that's uh, good to know. Do the In same this, way that
2: they'll give you the generation. They'll say
0: F1, F2. Exactly. That's know. So this is just an F1 hybrid. And F1 hybrids are all different. And that's where you get the uh, animal cookies. Or not the animal cookies. Thin Mint, Cherry Pie, Forum Cut. All of those are just animal. versions of the F1 Derb crossed with the OG whatever for cookies. You know, all of those are different phenos from that one mom and dad all of those different expressions of the same couple and so like that's how you get but then you they would want to stabilize one of those special you know things if they wanted to continue and sell the seeds which is another reason why clothes are so important is because you don't have to fuck with it you could just clone out an f1 and not have to go through seven generations of stabilizing a genetic you know crossing it with something else Mm -hmm. and then trying to back cross it and be like all right there it is uh it needs a little more pine to smell just like that original one
1: yeah i always say ccs clone and colloidal silver
0: clone and colloidal (laughs) silver (laughs) hashtag ccs That's (laughs) that's the secret folks well, the colloidal silver is like a fucking great for cuts too and scrapes. <laughs>
2: it's like, really a, it's like a hack. No,
0: it's it's poisonous. Well, no, but you don't want to do use H the same stuff,
1: but you can get the you can get the stuff that's good for your skin, you but not you, that
2: stuff. Fun fact: If you drink it, if you drink too much of it, you could develop this condition called argyria. Cool, which was where you get this blue skin, like you look like Mystique from the X Men. Mm. Awesome, but uh, it's also poisonous. Yeah, so not so mm. great. <clears> yeah. yeah yeah bad sigh bad sigh for that one <laughs> I don't know man I, I don't I, it doesn't sound like we're getting any closer to the answer of what makes a $200 8th uh, story for sure limited availability for sure uh, is it possible too it like is it Oh, I I think. What are we saying? Like, will somebody do this in the next couple years?
1: Or I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, yes. Can yeah, right? That's what I was thinking. Can the things change
2: in the bud so
1: much that it would actually be different than something? No, that's less work. That's maybe the thing. Is like I feel. Is it all mystique that costs the two hundred dollars? Yeah, mystique and
2: story and branding and aesthetic. I think that's what's going to get you your two hundred exclusivity. Exclusivity, one hundred percent. Yeah, if you can create the Supreme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Create the idea that only certain people are getting it, that there's a limited amount, and you're not going to be able to get it after that, which a lot of companies already do this. How much do you think Snoop Dogg's paying for his weed? You know not know what that I mean? much. I don't either. think he's paying for weed yeah, at this point, is weird. he? Damn, I mean... Man, Snoop Dogg was such a good to strain. To get an though, exclusive
0: grower to where you're only, like...
2: He's where probably getting got, like, multiple shit. blunt rollers on... on payroll. And, and he likes to roll his Thrill's own too probably. I think I'm, I've heard Wiz Khalifa
0: only smokes his shit. Like it's just hand rolled by him. He smokes Wiz Khalifa. Snoops <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. at Wiz's
1: house rolling blunts all day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seriously? That's, <laughs> that's Is he making pizza over there? Fuck. It's true. Didn't Waka Flocka hire a professional blunt roller? Oh
2: that video? I saw that video. That was a yeah. horrible fail by that guy. Like, Props for him for like filming that and, and documenting it, but he, he did really badly. It? He did really badly. You should find this video. If oh, anybody wow. listening hasn't seen that, go check out that Vice video. I, th- I believe it's a Vice video. Maybe it's Complex, actually, where Waka Flocka puts out a, an advert that he's looking for a joint roller, and this dude documents it for Complex or Vice. can't remember which network. And uh, does a really terrible job, but it, it <laughs> goes from start to finish. Obviously, he doesn't get the job. Um, yeah. The rap job. I don't think Wiz Khalifa's paying two hundred dollars for an eighth. Uh, no. Apparently, his weed is that South Florida OG, which has been rebranded as the Khalifa Kush, mm-hmm. and that is courtesy of Burner from Cookies. Ooh, I did not know that. So, that dude is on it. Yeah, Where's I think that's all he from? smokes these days. Legend has it.
1: He probably. Sm- I mean, he's definitely trying some different weeds too, and probably doing dabs of shit you too. You'd think so, right? Yeah. I mean, I it's really fucking love. It's just like, why wouldn't you? You I really have your own weed, love though, that you smoke all the time, of course. Certain
2: mm-hmm. strains, but man, like, variety.
1: If I got a good OG, though, if, I mean, if it's a Kush, like, that's like his OG, you know? It's like, if I got a good OG, I would only want to smoke that, and then I would have all this other shit that I would also smoke. Right. But, like, when I woke up, that's what I'd smoke, because I know what it would be like.
3: Exactly. And if I wanted to fuck
1: around, I would smoke something else. But you, if you could have your own, that'd be sweet. Yeah. It's like having a yacht,
2: <laughs> your <laughs> own OG,
1: your personal OG, or like a
2: butler. <laughs> That's yeah. What, but you, the cool they both come with the same monogrammed robe, <laughs> you know, <laughs> SFOG.
0: Now in California though, we can do that. We can just do it ourselves. Like I had limited genetics. I'm working with bag seeds and shit and gifted seeds, but now it's feels like
1: the same though. It feels good. I know. But
0: sometimes you just get lucky. I got lucky. I got, I got very lucky. But now we have options and we have some legit clones. It's just like, what would I like? Hmm. Uh, maybe a Jack Herrera crossed with wedding cake. Get me some f- extra lemony. Ma- I'm going to call it like lemon poppy seed muffin or something like that. Glazed lemon poppy seed. That's muffin. what you're going to call it this month. Custom clones. Yeah. Custom clones, glazed lemon poppy seed. I think
1: nurseries could be a really cool thing. I was thinking about that before when you said micro nurseries, but like I was just at the nursery today buying perlite for the solo cups to like if there was a place that only sold like cool seedlings and t- teens <laughs> like w- once a year they just or if you're going indoor i guess they, they could do sold it all the time. teens that
2: sounds so <laughs> wrong
1: just barely
0: like, legal teens and <laughs> seedlings
1: just like cool things that the people at the nursery came up with like just like i bought a hot pepper once and i was like what is this and he's like i don't know it's like a habanero and this and that
0: whoa so
1: just like a place that sold all these seedlings and you just like could pick eight of them pick six of them or whatever pick six of them bring them home either put them outside or put them inside and then i would definitely do that Like, how would they regulate that? I would hope that would be pretty cool because that's, like, it's a good business for gardeners, you know, and growers to, like, kind of have a little outlet. I mean, people are buying succulent plants for $100, snake plants for $100. Wait,
2: is this Home Depot getting into the cannabis space here that we're talking about? Kind of. like Uh
1: Yeah, the garden section. If you're buying, like, a a Monstera plant for your bedroom for $80 or a fiddle leaf fern for $130, Mm -hmm. why not buy, like, custom cannabis plants?
0: nice oh, I don't yeah. know I mean I'd, I gave them away I'm like here I don't know what's going to pop out of <laughs> these. you know it's going to be fun though if they're
1: teens though or, <laughs> I, don't know how to, I don't have to keep saying teens but I guess it differentiates the really young ones but like ready to go ready to put in the ground wow yeah. <laughs> just dig it you're just it digging in.
2: yourself deeper into that ground you're talking yeah about well
1: it's gardening
0: 101 yeah how to, how to That's talk about hosts. Hosts. <laughs> Just put it in the hole. Put the teens, hey. put the
1: teens in Bury the, the, hole. the roots. Bury the, the roots. Th- the deeper the root, the bigger the fruit. <laughs> so
2: the, f- the deeper the root. <laughs> oh, man. That root network. Well, Make sure guys, it's good and healthy.
0: It's been a beautiful episode today. Wonderful. Uh, we'd like to thank Dr. Goldbagel for taking us into his home. Taking us into his castle, taking us into his palace, the taking us into his bedroom, even, <laughs> guys, believe this, and ladies, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe this. We've got a view of downtown LA like you've never seen. And yeah. see downtown LA. I just want to say, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just you want to clarify, it's not actually downtown uh, LA. Um, Park. I don't. I think it's Glassell Park, and mm. also maybe not uh, Washington. Don't King give
3: away something. too much of your geolocation. You can oh, see
1: the yeah.
0: ocean from here, folks. It's
1: beautiful. Uh, the let's ocean just at say night. Um, it's a good you're view. You're not gonna be able to find it because it's just not even a real street. I actually don't even live in Los Angeles. Ooh, off the grid, baby. Yeah, like we're that. actually doing this via satellite in space, live from the ether. Yep. Yeah. And I'm getting my. I'm just writing my dissertation. I've been. I have two brains, so I've actually been writing my dissertation while we were doing this about the yeast. May
2: thirteenth, right? Yes, Friday, right. May thirteenth. Friday, May thirteenth. So tune
1: in. It's gonna be. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I'm not a doctor. Awesome. like dr pepper doctor
0: like oh. dr pepper or doctor dr Dre, girl, yeah. i think you'll find out yeah. soon that we're all we all have a little doctor inside of all of us yeah
2: thank you once again to everybody listening at two guys one blunt on instagram soundcloud.com slash two guys one blunt episode 11 we'll be back very soon we love you <laughs> doctor 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 doctor